0: Coming to you from the Pokémon Periodical Newsroom, this is the Pokémon Periodical Podcast. This is part two of our three-part Meet the Anchors. In this episode, we will go into Boo Daddy's life story on Pokémon. We'll discuss some of the new Pokémon that have been released for Pokémon Sun and Moon, and Boo Daddy will talk about the video game a little bit and some of the Pokémon shuffle issues that he's been running into. So, Without
1: further ado, I'd like to introduce you to
0: our co-anchor, Boo Daddy.
1: Well, here I am, BooDaddy68. By the way, that is my uh, Nintendo name, so if you want to find me on there um, and be friends or whatever, well, let me know and uh, I'll be happy to do that. But my uh, history in Pokemon... <laughs> It goes back to um, because I'm on the very I, I would say on the older end of people who have an interest in Pokemon and I don't know uh, my kids that. I I've
0: seen some like
1: 65 plus people playing Pokemon before. Well, that's that's good and and it's gotten to be a little less of a stigma I think. <laughs> that's <pretty laughs> you know yeah. yeah it used to be like God you couldn't even admit it you would be better off saying you were a serial killer or something than an adult who played Pokemon but. Now, there's a whole generation of people that have grown up with it including my kids and uh, um, I just I got interested in it just because I'm interested in my kids and what makes them interested and I want to know what they're playing and uh, I was playing like the card game was probably the first gaming experience I had with the whole thing um, but it all started with uh, one of my sons came home he stayed with his aunt over the Weekend, came home and he had this little yellow stuffed animal with pointy ears and a weird little face. And I was like, what the heck is that? And he told me it was a Pokemon. It was Pikachu, of course. And it was a kind of a cool looking little creature. I was like, wow, it's kind of neat looking. And then we started hearing about the card game and all this stuff. And uh, he was in grade school at the time. And so, you know, I bought him some cards so he could play with his friends. And then him and I would play because, you know, a lot of times... There's no one around to play with, so i played play with him, and I was learning about the game, and I could see that it was, uh, you know, there was some strategy involved, and um, you had to plan out what you were doing, and uh, I was pretty impressed with, it, with the game. It was pretty solid, and, um, you know, I, I remember one time we were at a store, and uh, another kid was asking his dad to buy him some Pokemon cards, and his dad was being a real jerk about it and acting like it was something stupid and all that, and I said, you know, actually, it's takes some brain power to do good at this game. It's not just a silly game, you know, it's kinda cool really. And uh, he kinda mellowed out and I think he did buy his kids some uh, some of the cards, but that's a whole other thing. So I played with them and the kids and learned all the kinda, you know, what, what the game was like, the mechanics of it. And then the video games started coming out and the kids were playing them and uh, I learned about it through them, of course, how to play them. And eventually, I don't know how much longer down the road it was, but several years later, I ended up buying my own first Pokemon game and playing through it and all that stuff. But, you know, honestly, most of the games that I've played, um, I do usually pick up one of the new generation games and play with it, um, but I don't get as involved as some of the people do where you know all the ins and outs and all the moves and when to let them evolve. I don't get into all that. I just play them just for fun and just for the fun of collecting and... I'll come up with a goofy theme I want to go with for each game or something like that. But generally, I play the peripheral games. I liked Pokemon Pinball. I was nuts about that game. Um, the Pokemon card game video game cartridge. I had fun with that game. I that one.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: it was a lot of fun. And uh, I wish they had one of those. I mean, they have the. I yeah, they should. They should update it. They really should. But yeah, they do have the online game, and I haven't gotten too into that. I've played it a little bit. Um, but I like it. I just, you know, with all the stuff there is out there, it's hard to play everything. But uh, I, I'm really, probably the most I play anything right now is Pokemon Shuffle. And I've am i kind of gotten into Pokemon Trozai here, Battle Trozai that is, um, here lately. Because it's, you don't have to buy stuff all the time. <laughs> and it's kind of a faster pace. You can play as long or as short as you want, you know. Um, or you're, you're kind of limited on Pokemon Shuffle by uh, how many parts you have or whatever but Pokemon Shuffle Shuffle is a uh, fun game but it is infuriating on how cheap they are about some of these I mean it's like I could see you know really having a hard time getting a Charizard or something but when I'm dealing with Froakie (laughs) come on dude just cough up the Froakie and let me move along I don't want to stay here battling that little guy for a week or whatever it took. I can't even remember how long it took me to catch that. I, I it remember, took me almost a
2: month, I think. Yeah, you
1: ranted know? about Froakie quite a lot.
2: And then, then after uh, that was Quillodin.
1: Yeah, Quiladden didn't take quite as long to catch as Froakie. Um I, I employed the Pokemon community and found out uh, some strategies there, and I, I finally did win. Uh, straight up, didn't even buy a power-up or anything. Um, nice. It was nice to beat him. I wish I, I don't even remember how I caught Froki. I don't know if I bu- uh, bought any power ups or not, but because I just got sick of battling that stupid frog, and you know, you beat him every time, but then you can never catch him, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I did try out uh, also the fighting game, the uh, poking tournament. Um, for me, I don't know. I'm, I I jumped into it a little bit today because we were getting ready to podcast, and I wanted to kind of get my uh, you know, my feet wet again on that game and be able to talk about it a little bit. But um, for it's not really for me. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I'm I'm never going to put in the time to be good at so that game. So. Out of
0: curiosity, because a lot of the reviews that I was hearing about it said that if you like Smash Brothers, you'll probably like that game.
1: Do you- Well, that would explain it uh, because I never have liked Smash Brothers because to me it's too random. It's weird. I don't I don't know the the new Pokemon tournament though. For me, it's just it's a style of fighting game that I'm just never going to get into. Um, really, the, I'm not a huge fighting game person, but I loved like Soul Soul, Soul Caliber, Soul Blade, all yeah. those games. Those games I liked, um, but like a lot of the other fighting games, I just never. It's not that I didn't like them; it's just they're not. I'm never going to put in the time to be good at them, and that's how this one feels to me. It's like it was fun, you know, the first couple weeks I had it, I liked because uh, the, the evolution that uh, Gengar goes through and becomes Mega Gengar, that was really entertaining and fun and I had a lot of fun with it and the the, the like Luchadero version of Pikachu is kind of funny uh, I, you know, they have some pretty cool Pokemon in there, but, and it's a beautiful game, I mean it looks awesome and it looks like it'd be a lot of fun if you got good at it, but I'm never going to put in the time to be good at it, I'm I, telling I, you right I now. Do really we want to play that game? But yeah. uh, we are pathetic
0: and do not have a Wii U. Uh, <laughs> I, I got mad at uh, the, the Wii because of Skyward oh, Sword.
2: You're still on a sub- oh, yeah. Nintendo strike.
0: I, I kind of feel like the Wii U was just trying to be gimmicky and not actually trying to put out good games, which I've heard is not so much the case, but I've got this stigma because of Skyward Sword. So we haven't got a Wii U yet. Maybe when the, the next or the whatever, or whatever yeah, is. comes out, we might invest in the Wii U. That's what we ended up doing with the PlayStation 3. But we you'll never
2: play another Zelda game, will you?
0: I don't know. This newest one looks kind of like Skyrim mixed Unless with there's Zelda another freaking and...
2: sword and a giant spider.
0: We'll, we'll see. <laughs> but this is not the Zelda podcast. <laughs> this is the Pokemon podcast. Yes. So, um, one thing that I, I like about your experience, uh, Boo Daddy, is that you've played a lot of, like you said, the peripheral games. So, mm-hmm. like, the, the did you ever play, like, the Mystery Dungeons and
1: things like that? I've only played one Mystery Dungeon, and it's the newest one, and I liked it all right. Um, I just, I, I think there were so many other things going on uh, gaming-wise that I just never just sunk into that game, because I was playing... Omega Ruby a lot and to me that's more entertaining than Mystery Dungeon. Or, you know, myself. And see, I I've, I've always been pretty much the main series games. Um, I played the Mystery
2: Dungeon games?
0: Yeah, I've I've watched <laughs> you play the uh, most of the peripherals because you've played just about everything, right, Liz? Just about, yeah. Um, so I mean I've I've caught bits and pieces and I've played some of them myself, but um I mean between the the three of us it sounds like we've Played most of what's out there mm-hmm. and have some very unique views on everything which I, I think will make a like some of us will see things differently than the others which I like the discussion aspect of it if we all agree on the same thing
1: it's it can boring. get kind of boring yeah, yeah.
0: so I, I like that we all have our own views to bring to stuff anything else you'd like to add about yourself
1: oh just that I'm you know getting close to 50 and it's uh, still kind of weird to be playing Pokemon games some people like generally the kids like your age which you're not really kids anymore but to me your kids they understand because they're I'm sure they had parents that they played the game with too and learned about it maybe they don't still play or maybe they do who knows but they're generally more accepting and, and they're younger kids too but people my age you're know, my contemporaries uh, so-called contemporaries uh, yeah, it's a mixed bag of how people should mm-hmm. react if you find you playing. Oh nonsense! Problem.
2: Come on, a family that games together stays together.
1: Right, and the way I always try to explain it too is, I go, you know, my kids grew up with this thing, and and for their generation, this is like Disney. It's not like something you're going to outgrow. It's not just for kids. It's, I mean, some of the games are totally geared just for kids, of course. Like you know the. Uh, the little what, the pokey park and oh, some of those yeah. games i, I don't um, know how many hours did you spend playing poke park <laughs> oh i'm just saying they're geared for them i don't it, yeah. i don't believe in i don't believe in that stuff is just for well, it's
2: a fun toilet people.
1: game <laughs> <laughs> a toilet game there you go <laughs> we all need one of those in our life I, I will say there are a lot of
0: closet pokemon players out there um every now and then like when you can see uh, my my tattoos on my uh kind of on my uh, my Bicep. upper arm lower shoulder um mm-hmm. so when i like i have a occasionally get to wear t-shirts at work people will be able to see it and every now like people will be like is that a pokemon mm-hmm. like oh that's awesome and it's this person you would never expect to actually have played and would never have admitted it unless they saw that you're into pokemon also
2: mm-hmm. so there's
0: a yeah. lot of closet pokemon fans out there right. um that are and, and- i think of the grew up with that stigma like we kind of did. I mean, I remember having to hide my Game Boy like underneath tables in the lunchroom so people wouldn't see that I was...
2: Really? I didn't have that problem. It was like middle school, high school a little bit. Like middle school, it's like Pokemon! And then high school, it's like you still play Pokemon, but then you go into college and it's like Pokemon!
1: Right. I I, I think girls have it a little easier on that. I could (laughs) be wrong, but like boys, I think once you get to be like 12... It, it, there's probably this pressure from all the little fist head dorks out there no, you're not that you shouldn't sports. yeah you should be playing football or you should be chasing girls or
2: college but if,
1: you know whatever but you know i, I have, i've always hated that mentality and it seems like that's one cool thing i think that about the progression of uh, our society anyway it seems like some of this stuff doesn't have that as bad of a you know, nerd label anymore Because pretty much nerds have taken over We've won, we've <laughs> won well, uh, I would have to, to look say at Look at the box
2: office of and what's number one We've won
1: Yeah,
0: But I will yeah. say Nerd yeah. is not near the stigma that it used to be Like people used to no. not want to be called a nerd And now a lot of people no. are proud of that term
1: And now people that aren't even nerds Say they're nerds I mean, I'm not a nerd I could say I, when I grew up it was definitely You did not want to be a nerd um, it was definitely something you didn't want to be, but I just never naturally was. I wasn't one who oppressed nerds necessarily, because I liked a lot of the same things. I was down and stealing their lunch money and their pocket protectors. No, I, I had so better. So you go things and buy Doctor like,
2: Strange comics.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I had things that I liked that were quote unquote nerdy. Like I liked my comic books. I liked science fiction. I liked horror movies. I liked you know things that are. Kind of off the radar for a lot of people. And uh, so I I always kind of had an understanding of how, you know, what it's like to be interested in stuff that other people don't understand, you know, just because they won't take the time to understand. They just, it's easier for them to ridicule, I guess. But um, I'm glad to see that that's kind of lightened up a little bit because it's just dumb. (laughs) Who cares what everyone's into? I mean, everyone has stuff they're interested in. I mean, anyway. Speaking about the, the new generation
0: of Pokemon, I'd like to talk about all the new Pokemon that we have had revealed for the new Sun and Moon game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll admit, some of them look really awesome. Some of them, I think, are absolutely abysmal. But I, I felt the way that same way about every generation. If you go back and look at them, there's always those few that are really bad and then there's those few that are just like that's freaking amazing Mm -hmm. like i initially was very against the black and white uh generation and now a lot of my favorite pokemon are from there so we have a lot of new pokemon now that have been revealed i guess let's start on the the two legendaries Mm -hmm. which i'll admit i was a little disappointed they look cool but I am not the biggest fan of the uh, typing and the abilities that they gave. So you have uh, Solgaleo, the uh, sun Pokemon, and he is a steel, what was he, steel fire?
2: The, yes, no, he's steel psychic.
0: That's right. That was my issue, is everyone thought he should be fire.
2: But he's not.
0: He's weak to fire. Even just looking at him, he looks like he should be fire. And I forget he's psychic, because there's nothing that implies that he would be psychic. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Now, I've heard some good defenses against, uh, like, why it's an okay typing. There's talk about him changing forms when he uses his ultimate attack. So I'm kind of curious to see if they'll do something with that, where he gets some sort of either fire immunity or gains, like, fire type or something like that. But all in all, Sogaleo... I like Solgaleo more than Lunala. I don't think Liz would agree with me on that one.
2: Moon Satan is the best.
0: What do you think of the two legendaries?
1: I think they're really cool looking, both of them are. I don't know which one I'd prefer, because I usually like the psychic uh, Pokemon. Well, both um, of them are psychic. Uh, Lunala is psychic ghost, which... yeah. Oh, well, then I'd probably lean towards that one, yeah. Heck yeah! I'd, lo- I'd loon toward it. Satan, for the win! And, I mean, it, it sounds like a cool typing,
0: but then you actually look at all of the, like, weaknesses that that ends up giving right. it. But it, I will admit, it does have a cool design. <coughs> its attack was really cool, how it gets, like, those line uh, the beams of light that spiral in and shoot out. It has some very good aesthetics to it. Then uh, we have the new starters, which... I am am still on the fence with some of the starters. I know.
2: Team Rollit.
0: Liz's team Rollit. Team Rollit. Rowlet.
2: And I will name it Doctor Hoot.
0: W- which team are you on, Boo Daddy? Well, I don't know the name of it, but I like the kitty cat.
2: Lytton? you're all litton up.
0: Yeah, Lytton. Yep. <laughs> and see, I I think I lean towards Lytton as well, partly because Liz stole Rowlet from me, and I have to be a different. Oh,
2: don't. It's okay.
0: And I I don't like Poplio. I I mean I wanna see the, the final stage evolution. one and stage twos of them. Yeah. They they might get better. But poplio looks like a clown. <laughs> and I never like I don't I don't have a fear of clowns or anything, but I never really liked clowns. I Should never... I just
2: get Paplio a name that's spalding?
0: I don't even know what you're referencing.
2: Boo Daddy gets my joke. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. I, yeah? <laughs> I was thinking he had a nose like Mr. Mime, kind of.
2: Yeah, old Mr. Mime doesn't Maybe. have a nose. It's kind of like his fingers. His fingers are that weird poke.
1: Well, if he had a nose, he'd
2: yeah, have that's a little bulb.
0: Um, I do kind of like Litten. I think he has a lot of potential to grow into a really cool-looking Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I'll admit, I'm kind of a horrible person, and when I look at him right now, I, I think Adolf Hitler Cat.
1: Um
2: <laughs> <laughs> or No, he has a wily yeah. mustache.
1: His eyes kind of look like Hitler's eyes a little bit. <laughs> so that, it,
0: unless his evolutions are, like, very different looking, that's probably what mine is going to be named. Oh! Ouch. So then the, the next ones that were revealed were the, uh, the rock puppy mm. and the koala. Um, those were in a coral league yeah and then we got more official in english uh, releases about them
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, i really like the rock puppy it's a dog Ruff? yeah
2: you like rock Ruff? you like puppies
0: i, I do like i <laughs> i have tried to make dog de- dog teams in the past and this adds some rock type to it so i think that will actually allow me to make a dog team better because i got a lot of fire and dark when I was trying to make it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, he's adorable.
2: He's, looking. he's got a
0: little stone collar.
2: I know, that is cute. It is, it's
1: neat.
0: I really hope that he ends up being kind of like uh, Stoutling, where he gets three evolutions instead of Mighty with the two, because Mighty looked really cool, but then mm-hmm. ended up not being that great stat-wise. Yeah. So I, I hope that Ruff ends up looking really cool and having the stats to back it because Mm. if he does, I will probably have him on in my team because he's really cute and just cool looking. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, I look at Kumala, the koala, Mm -hmm. and I think of my wife in the morning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Eh. Yeah, oh, if I could live life as a koala where they sleep 18 hours a day and do nothing but eat. And really, eucalyptus leaves inside the stomach of a koala kind of makes them drunk. So they're perpetual sleepy drunks.
0: <laughs> I
2: want to be a koala if there is reincarnation.
0: His ability is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, the The comatose, which I believe is supposed to prevent all abilities, or oh, sorry, all status effects aside from sleep, sleep mm-hmm. which is interesting. I'm curious how that's going to work. I'm assuming all its it will either be able to attack while asleep, or all its moves will be things that you can use while you're asleep, like snore and sleep talk. And oh like yeah, that would be cool. So I'm I'm interested to see where they go with that. I'm also curious if it's going to evolve.
2: I hope it evolves into like. Have you ever seen a wet koala?
0: I have not, but that sounds They're terrifying. They're
2: frightening. So it'll turn <laughs> yeah. like this cute little thing hugging like its log, like it's a little pillow, and then evolve into like this wet. Bear demon,
0: yeah, that that sounds frightening. i <laughs> I both want and don't want that.
2: Google it. Wet koala. Google um, it. Thank you mm-hmm. for your nightmares.
0: Then we've got essentially the new bug line, the new the new uh, the new
2: butterfree.
0: Butterfree, the new wormmple. It's grubbing,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: grubbing doesn't look too bad. It's mm-hmm. kind of frightening when you consider the fact that it's uh, electric like
2: a electric bug,
0: two pound grub. Oh sorry. <laughs> oh, 9.7 pounds Oh my gosh us. it's almost 10 pounds Like that oh, is a gigantic Larva um, And kind of scary
2: Have you seen the size of a garbantula though Pokemon's fine with it I
0: know I, But if you actually think about it That's a giant <laughs> larva of just disgustingness Because larvas are gross let's be honest But they're high they in are.
1: protein
0: I didn't say that they didn't taste good I said that they were gross <laughs> His second stage is like. It's,
2: I, it's the larval stage, um, you know.
0: Charge a bug. Yeah.
2: Um, it looks like a bus with the headlights and the wheels. That,
0: that's what I thought the first time I saw it, too. <laughs> Someone else pointed out that it looks a lot like a C battery, which it is yeah. the battery oh. Pokemon. So that makes some sense. It I looks still think- like a moldy loaf of bread to I me.
2: Mean. <laughs> a moldy loaf of bread that's gained sentience.
0: <laughs> I I saw this and I was a little worried because I was like that doesn't seem like a good but, design. But I mean, at look
2: all. at Metapod and Kakuna. It, it's the middle stage,
0: which, which is why I held out, and I really like the third stage, Vickle. that's pretty yeah. awesome looking. That is um, a cool bug beetle. Um, and I I knew there had been talk of there being a firefly one, so I I especially when Grubbin talked about how it lived near power lines,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so. I, I like Vikavold a lot. It's got a really cool design. Uh, it's a Bug Electric, which is a cool typing. I know we have Joltik already that has that, but Joltic Joltik and
2: Garvantula.
0: Yeah, and that, those are some of my favorite bug type.
2: Oh my gosh, um, you like a spider.
0: I like a Joltic.
2: Oh, you don't like Garvantula? I like Garvantula.
0: Joltic's cuter. Gargantula is... Not More
2: a, spider-like and that's why I like it.
0: Probably. Wow, that's really big. I didn't realize that he's 4 feet 11 inches tall as me. That is a giant firefly.
2: Can we write it into battle?
0: I wonder if you can use fly on that. I, that would be so cool! I wouldn't be surprised, actually. But I mean, it, it, that's pretty standard for the bug line. You always yeah. get the three evolutions. The middle one's always just this tanky, blob, and the last one is usually pretty cool. Like, Ooh, I, yeah. I loved Butterfree and V-drill, so I, I think that's pretty standard with them. And then we had the newest wave that was released that has some that, again, I really like and some that I don't. Mm-hmm. The, the fish actually has some interesting information about it. Bru- would- Bruxish?
2: Broxish. And would you like me to say its original name?
0: If you can actually pronounce it, go right ahead. I
2: will do my best, but uh, Broxish is based off of the Hawaiian state fish, the reef triggerfish. Or in Hawaiian known as Huma Huma Nu Kuna Upa Upa Kupa'a. Wow. Something like that. To our Hawaiian friends, I sincerely apologize.
0: There is a song that has that in there. That's actually pretty common. Like if you actually hear it, most people will um,
2: Huma Huma nu ku koo kau. It's tough. It's twenty one characters long.
0: Yeah, it's a crazy name and it, the the story I heard is it kind of accidentally became the state fish because they gave it a trial period to become the state fish, and then that trial period kind of lapsed. Um, and then a couple years later, they realized they didn't have a state fish, and like, well, we already have this other one, so let's just go with that. Mm-hmm. I think this looks
1: hideous, in all honesty. Yeah. See, I like it. I I don't know. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. I'm definitely gonna catch one of these because. <laughs> It reminds me of the uh, Beatles animated movie *Yellow Submarine*. It it would fit right in. Oh (laughs) my god! No,
2: you're right. The colors match perfectly.
1: You know, it's psychedelic. That's
0: what makes me like it a lot. Yeah,
2: same here. Oh my
0: goodness!
2: (laughs) we should each catch one and name it after one of the different Beatles. There we go. I call Ringo.
0: So, speaking of Beatles, the uh, next one that they released was *Cutie Fly*, which is the beef. It's kind of cool. I think this might be the new smallest Pokemon. I I don't remember exactly the size he is tiny. on Flabebe, but that one's really think, small also.
2: I think this one's smaller than Le- Flabebe because the Flabebe at least has the flower to make up for more height and stuff.
0: It's a very simplistic design, but I I like it. It's kind of a combination between a, a hummingbird and a bee.
2: Mm-hmm. And bees are awesome.
0: So, and I actually, I, I like fairy Pokemon. I... Again, as I admitted in my earlier segment, I, I kind of am a little girly. And it's
2: okay, honey. I still a lot you. of the
0: fairy Pokemon are pretty cool. I like them. Hell, oh, they're cool.
1: They're tough, too, against the right ones.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: And I also like them because they destroy dragon type, and there was so much dragon running around right. that I, I liked fairy because of that. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious if this one's going to have evolutions or just be a single stage. I don't know what they would have it evolve into.
2: Uh, like a giant kind of like uh Vespa queen, but more royal and fairy-y. I don't know. I'm um, always up for more bee Pokémon. We don't have enough bees. But
0: like that that's one that I I yeah. kind of like.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The,
0: this next one uh
2: Drampa.
0: Yeah. grandpa Drampa? Drampa?
2: Drampa. I like a grandpa dragon. Yeah. It's like puff the magic. It's like
0: he's not it, it's not Yeah. Boring.
2: It is fallcore.
0: And there's going to be so many of those running around named Falcor, that...
2: At least by people our age. Or they're doing another Pete's Dragon. So it's like Pete's Dragon when he's like 800 years old or something.
0: And anyone who gets that Falcor is from The NeverEnding Story. Without me having to tell them that it was from The NeverEnding Story. Props to you. Because that was <laughs> yes. an awesome movie. <laughs> yeah. And they've made two other ones that were not near yeah, as good. It's good. But I watched all three of them because I love that series. So I will definitely have one of these. I will probably name it Falcor, or maybe not Falcor, just because. I'm but, gonna
2: name my Puff the Magic Dragon.
0: Like I look at it and I, I can't see anything but Falcor. <laughs> now it, it's he's got another one of those kind of unique abilities that I'm curious to see exactly how it's gonna work because he has the berserk ability. Mm-hmm. Um, berserk raises its special attack when its HP drops below uh, half. So it's a new ability they they state, but it's essentially very similar to all the the starters' various abilities or their associated type. Where oh, if they yeah. get below, I think it's a third, they get a bonus to their it's various type moves. Yeah. So it's a slight variation on that. Mm. The last one on here.
2: The new Pikachu. I, I Toka Demaru.
0: I'm thinking this is gonna be the new Pikachu. It,
2: it's to, it's got the cheek. It's cheeks. It's the new. Yeah. It's a new Pikachu. It was fighting an Amolga in the trailer.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be the new Pikachu. It's uh, a new Pikachu. The Roly Poly Pokemon. It looks like a hedgehog. It's... You know, I, I when I heard there was a hedgehog Pokemon, I was really excited until I saw this one.
2: It would look so much better without that weird tail thing coming off of its head.
0: I don't like its spines.
2: Really? I like the spine. It yeah. makes see the hedgehog.
0: They're, they're triangles that pop up. Like, if it had actual spines that popped up... Like Shaman? I would like that a lot more. Huh. So... I, I like a lot of the Pikachu clones. I don't. I have grown tired of Pikachu because he's been the face of Pokemon forever. Twenty Our years. Son is absolutely obsessed with him, but like I love the Dene. Um D-Dene is awesome. I
1: yeah. I, me
0: too, I, like I like that they make their Pikachu clone, and then never actually replace Pikachu with their Pikachu clone. <laughs> so yeah. Again, I'm. I hope that it has a second form like Raichu.
1: That's just like
0: the like a sand slash and this thing combined.
2: I don't know, they haven't done that since Raichu, though.
0: I can hope, can I? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Raichu was awesome.
2: Raichu is awesome. Raichu,
0: uh, Raichu <clears throat> and Adene compete for my favorite electric-type Pokémon. Mmm.
1: Mm, not me. But, I like them both. <laughs> I don't like- I like Plesseline Minin. Oh, How about right. that? Yeah, nobody likes him. it seems like. However, speaking of electric Pokémon,
0: we have Tapu Koko, the land spirit Pokémon. He's one of the f- first, I guess, secondary legendaries that they have revealed. Kind Like mm-hmm. every game always has their like main legendary and then their multiple secondaries.
2: You likely. have your Holo and you have the three le- legendary beasts.
0: Or the three legendary birds. Or, or
2: Arceus and the keepers of time, space, and help.
0: And what was it? the most recent one? Why am I just blanking on X and Y's legend theories?
2: Mm, X and Y only had Zygarde. Don't you mean Landorus, Thunderus, and
0: Yeah, there was those. Tornadus. There was, there was there were the like three Musketeer Pokemon.
2: Oh, that was also Unova. a
0: Colberi- uh, Cobalion. A uh, Cobalion,
2: Virizion, and Terrakion.
0: Yeah, and I swear there was something in X nope.
2: and Y. In X and Y, it's Xerneas, Veltal, and Zygarde. And that's it. That's it.
0: I swear that there was because a Because they set overdid of
2: it in Sinnoh and Unova, they're finally starting to tone it down.
0: Well it doesn't look like they're gonna do that in this one because yeah. my my guess is there's gonna be a legendary for each island. For,
2: yeah, because this one is the uh, island like protector and there's four. there's a total of five islands, but one of them's man made, so I don't think there would be a thing for that one.
0: So going back to that ability that I had wanted to mention, it's actually mm-hmm. on Bruxish. Oh, um, It's dazzling, Mm -hmm. it's prevents opponents from using priority moves that would normally strike first. So, based off of that wording, I'm guessing it's going to be things like swift and quick attack and extreme Extreme speed, speed. but it could include any sort of priority move, like protect. Oh, that
2: would be cool.
0: Yeah, so that would be really interesting, but since it says that normally strike first, I'm thinking it's going to be attack priority moves. Yeah. But if it prevented all priority moves, mm. that would be really interesting to it run. It would really
2: make people change up their strategies competitively. Mm-hmm.
0: There, there's some interesting abilities that they're releasing in these. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's a lot of them that have unique and never-before-seen abilities. <laughs> Granted, some of their never-before-seen are just renamed of old abilities. Oh,
2: but that's just a selling point. But didn't talk
0: about, uh, that Boo Daddy will like. Oh, that's right. I I missed these two. I'm sorry. Uh, we have
2: Trump Weasel
0: Young Goose, the, the Trump weevil Weasel Weasel.
2: <laughs> Ricky tikki Nope.
0: So is, is this the one that, that you would like, Boo Daddy? No, no, no.
2: He's...
0: Uh, I, want the, I like the little woodpecker guy. Yeah. The bird. So I, I didn't get the Trump reference until someone mentioned that about him. It's the hair. Oh, uh, yeah. She does look like It's her. the hair. Oh. And he's
2: so angry.
0: See, I, especially reading the description about him, how he, like, sits around gathering food and never is full. Like, he's, I, I'm going to name mine Hangry. <laughs> he's hungry, angry all the time. Hangry. I do want to see what he evolves into before I for sure set on that. Like, if he gets big and bulky but keeps the hair, then he's going to become drunk. But <laughs> Otherwise, he's hangry because that, that face is so angry-looking. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I'm going to call him Milo.
2: <laughs> oh, nice.
0: Although, the, <laughs> the teeth, it's almost exactly the same as Bruxish.
2: Yeah, really sharp, like, sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one Boo's going to like, you're a bird trainer.
1: I'm, I'm working on being a bird trainer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah this little guy looks cool. Yeah,
0: okay, so Peck, the woodpecker Pokemon. A lot of people... Oh, I mean, we we all have kind of seen this one from that trailer way back when the wireframe. Mm-hmm. Everyone was happy to actually finally see it. I really like this one. It's he's really cute. Cute. Yep. I would honestly be okay if it didn't evolve. I think it will still, but even just that one's really cute by itself.
2: I'm happy to finally see a woodpecker Pokemon. Yeah,
0: he's cool looking, man. Mm-hmm. I do like that they gave it Skill Link, mm-hmm. um, which makes moveset attack multiple times hit garan- or hit for the max iteration so like drill peck will hit all five times double slap will hit all five times
2: nice
0: which makes sense for a woodpecker Mm -hmm. um and makes those moves more viable because a lot of times i will pass on those moves because i like having a more guaranteed
2: thing right
0: so I, I think that makes a lot of sense for Woodpecker. I don't
2: know if it has good stats like that. Do you think it might uh, overthrow your Talonflame?
0: Mm, I don't know. Talonflame is still up there in my favorites as mm. far as flying Pokemon go.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's just really cool looking. <laughs> but this one, it's got the same color motif going on.
2: That's true. Yeah, he's a cool one.
0: And that should be all of the brand new one. They they showed uh, two new forms of Zygarde, but We've already Z- Zygarde that. has been out already. And same um, with
2: Magearna.
0: Yeah, so I mean those, there's not too much to talk about with those. Mm-hmm. Um, it did show Zygarde using its Zoro attack. Yeah. Which I, I'm going to have to name it Zoro. Zoro. Yeah, if it draws a big Z on its enemies, it's going to yeah. be Zoro. <laughs> to me,
1: it looks like gore. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> or it also looks like um, oh, the Power Rangers Megazord. With the face and the stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I can see that. It's
2: totally Megazord.
0: Anything else you guys would like to talk about with the new Pokémon from Sun and Moon? There is still plenty of Sun and Moon stuff for us to discuss, and we will Mm -hmm. discuss it on later episodes. It would take far too long for us to discuss everything that's came out with Sun and Moon at this point. So, in regards to the new Pokémon, anything that you guys like, that you don't like that you're hoping to see in this new
1: generation, or that you absolutely don't want to see? I'm just pretty really excited for it. I'm excited too. The only thing I, I'm kind of a little leery of is they're they're starting to combine too many types in all these Pokemon. Yeah. Don't you think it kind of starts diluting a game when they start just making everything in the world an option? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I Sometimes I just you just miss the old 150 and it was a pretty straightforward game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then it gets all complicated. I mean, there's something to be enjoyed at a certain level of that complication or whatever you want to call it. It gets more detailed.
0: I will definitely admit the the original 150 have a very special place in my heart. I I love the original 150. And the only having to remember 150 (laughs) and their single type. Yes.
2: Oh, and the fact that you didn't what's... have to EV and IV train if you had a level 100 anything you're set to go But now it's like oh, it has to have perfect IVs and you got to EV train it, and, and that's I'm like
1: nope
0: only for competitive play.
1: Nope. <laughs>
0: I Don't know. I I like a lot of what I'm seeing. There's a like I said There's always gonna be some that you don't like in any generation mm-hmm. for the most for sure. part, I like most of what I'm seeing Same here. So I have some high hopes for this generation
1: um, too. I think they're all cool looking.
2: I really hope they have a sea turtle Pokemon or an actual shark like Pokemon that looks more like a shark than Sharpedo because if this is Hawaii, Hawaii is known to have a big tiger shark population come in for breeding season.
0: I would be very surprised if there wasn't a fair amount of water Pokemon added in this one.
2: Water Pokemon's the best um, Pokemon.
0: That being said, I believe water Pokemon are the ones that have the most, most. right now out of any type.
2: Yes, they do. <laughs> and now it's normal. Now that they made all flying Pokemon, so normal. So they're a second place.
0: And, and going back to what Boo Daddy said, as far as the type combinations go, I kind of like that they're adding some new ones in there, though, because there are actually a fair amount of type combinations that haven't been hit on. So there's just like some really interesting type combinations that they haven't done. So I'm hoping that they will do some of that in this because I like the unique type combinations when it makes sense.
2: Right, like a f- grass fire type bean, a chili pepper.
0: Yeah, that, that's an interesting idea. I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. That makes sense.
1: Well, I, I guess what I'm thinking more for the video game, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm looking at the cards and I granted, I don't right. play the cards hardly ever, but it kind of reminds me of how magic is at this point. I'm not even interested in playing Magic because there's so much, there's too much going on, man. It's like, God. Uh, it's, I'm, you know? I'm trying to get back into
0: it because for a while we couldn't go to League because it conflicted with work. And now that there's mm-hmm. a League by us that meets on a day that I can do, which I'd like to give a quick shout out to Break From Reality Games because they are an awesome game store that has a very good and friendly Pokemon League which meets on Tuesdays if you're in that area. But now that there's a league, I'm getting back into it. And, I mean, even just from the, like, what, year that I was out? Mm-hmm. Um, things have changed so much, and it's hard to get back into. I'm glad they do expanded for the night that I go, or else I wouldn't be able to play anymore.
2: Right. Well, and one thing that I saw, too, because Tristan and I watch a lot of uh, pack openings on YouTube, and with this new ex- expansion coming out here, I think it's in August, they are actually are doing dual-type Pokemon cards, where they're both, you know, dark and grass. So it's like, okay, and it makes it even more confusing. And Yeah, that's
0: yeah. going to be interesting. But, again, that's something we could easily go on about for quite mm. a while. Oh, sure, yeah. Set. Yeah. I will um, knock it on
2: my soapbox about Verizon. I
0: figure the, I believe it's the 23rd is the pre-release for that. Yes. Probably after that we will discuss it in more detail once we have all the cards and can get like a, a list of them. Mm-hmm. There's going to be definitely some new strategies from what I've seen about the new cards though. Let's move on over to kind of discuss Boo Daddy's favorite Pokemon. So if you had to list some of your favorite Pokemon Um, and then end with your absolute favorite, what would they be?
1: Okay, well, I love Zapdos, I love Gyarados, (laughs) I always have them nearby, if not on my main team. Um, Granted, I'm not as into the competitive play, I just go puttering through the game and just try to have fun. Um, But I I generally like Psychic, Ghost, and Dark Pokemon. Um, Of course, my favorite's no exception, but... Um, I also like Doug Trio. <laughs> I can't help it. I just I, I always thought that was the most bizarre creature. It's or whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, oh, I'm trying to think the other ones I really like. I mean, I like Raichu. I like electric types pretty like well it. too. Pelicid. Like yeah, Kid's cool. Um, and any. I'm really into the birds now, so I like. Pretty much any bird Pokemon I, I'm, I'm interested in. Yeah, Chat Todd, I, I really love, because I, I loved playing him in. Uh, I played Pokemon the uh, Black and I had him in there, and uh, it was just so funny to me. He had this little bird and he'd do this noise and it would knock the crap out of people. <laughs> I don't know. I just liked that. And his
2: cry concept. was so cute. It was like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you could change it, you could record your own call and he'd oh, do that wow. too. Wow. It was awesome, yeah. But, um, but, but yes, getting to my favorite, my favorite.
2: Who's that Pokemon?
1: It's always been Gengar. I, I, I gravitated towards Gengar um, just because he's scary. I, I like horror movies and monsters and stuff, and he just fits the bill. And uh, as he keeps going along, he kind of, at first, he was almost like a niche character. Even... Until fairly recently, he was. He seems like he's way more popular now than he used to be. I, I that may be just my I perception. I feel but... like Gengar has become one of the faces of Pokemon.
2: Yeah, he's gained yeah. a lot of popularity. He might not
0: be quite up there with Charizard, but I feel like he's getting close.
2: He's in the top ten, I yeah. would say.
1: Yeah, I, I. But I get a kick out of him, and uh, the best thing that I have personally ever seen of Gengar is the animation when he mega evolves in uh, pokken tournament oh, yeah. and that whole sequence when he does his uh, mega attack is just <laughs> it's awesome it's, it's psychedelic it's weird it's bizarre uh but i love it i think it's incredible uh, but he's a fun character i always try to catch him he, him he's you know it's weird i play the games a lot but i don't really have a lot of gingars <laughs> You know, I just like him
2: Except in your physical collection.
1: Yeah, physical collection. And of course, in uh, you know Pokemon Shuffle, Pokemon Trozai, Battle Trozai, anything like that, I usually have, you know, I've caught him. But I, I get a kick out of him. And he's pretty cool. I wish he was a little bit different in the shuffle, but he's still pretty useful when you're on those levels where you need a combination. Man, is he handy if you get a bunch of those Mega Evolved Gengars and just let it rip. And wow, you'll have... Watch the combos rack up on some of those levels. Yeah, that's my favorite Pokemon. And I even have a t-shirt with the It glows in
2: the dark too, doesn't it?
1: Uh, it's supposed to glow in the dark. I don't think it really does. I think I got lied to. Uh-oh.
2: In,
1: in, in regards to Gengar being
0: scary, um, <laughs> I feel like they really played that down in the anime. Yeah. They, I mean, he was kind of creepy in the the first time you see him in mm-hmm. the the... Original uh, Canto, uh, when Ash goes to the the ghost tower.
2: Oh to try to catch a haunter to beat Sabrina.
0: Well trying to catch a ghost It wasn't specifically oh. a haunter. That's what he ended up with. Yeah, but, but I mean they're, they're just like Joking pranksters. They're not actually that scary. They do like stupid little jokes mm-hmm. And the, the Pokedex entries make him sound much more terrifying. Well, He's
2: also really scary in the manga if you read the manga
0: yeah. but he does do an absolutely terrifying thing to Ash that I think is kind of overlooked by a lot of people where he just pulls Ash's soul out of Ash or his spirit or whatever um, <laughs> and like Ash's body is just like laying there um, and turns Ash into a ghost and when you think about it, that's terrifying if there was a creature running around that could do that
2: especially if creature yeah. as tall as me that could do that because I'm the same height as the um, Gengar.
0: So, I mean, that portrayed as just this kind of joking little prankster, but when you actually look at it more closely, is is that terrifying monster that you like so much. <laughs> um, and then he was also in a more recent episode, they go to the, the haunted mansion, or the haunted house in X and Y,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and Gengar is one of the the ghost Pokemon that's running around in there. Kind of makes more of a cameo at the end. He doesn't really actually make much of an appearance, but again, they kind of keep him as just the little joking prankster. It's not as dark as it could be. Yeah. But it is a kid's show.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: So Liz, you have some lore for us?
2: Oh boy. We're going to dig deep on Gengar here and make him creepy as he should be. But uh, Gengar's origins, uh, people think that was generally based off of a cartoonish ghost or Jeshire cat-like person where you really kind of get nitpicky with Gengar and the mystery behind him is in his name. And um, Gengar uh, seems to be a shortening of doppelganger, a uh, double or a fake, similarly to the Danish word Gengargera. A term for ghost in Scandinavian folklore and then this whole you know shadow theory because he is this shadow Pokemon he hides in people's shadows and scares them and laughs at their at their fright it's gone into this shadow theory that he is Clefable's shadow because they're both the same heights they both have the same kind of ears and Clefable's wings turn into Gengar's spikes it's a very well-known theory and originally uh, started with a creepy pasta written by the Siphon Core back in 2013, and she's credited to have come up with that whole theory. And even wrote a fun uh, creepy pasta about that theory. Like she had a Clefable, it was her favorite Pokemon. And then being a Pokemon scientist, cause it's supposed to take place in the actual Pokemon world, she did some experiments and that kind of created a Gengar. But it's a real good post. Uh, I will try my best to give John a link so you guys could go read it yourself. But that theory brings, brings me to my own theory, because Clefable, uh, you, if you read their Pokedex entry, like in Pokemon Diamond, Clefable rarely seen by people It is said to uh, be drawn by the full moon to play out in deserted lake beds. And Clefairy, we already know through the anime in season one, that Clefairies came to Earth, They're extraterrestrial Pokemon, and they crash-landed on Mount Moon, where there is the Moonstone that caused Clefairy to evolve into Clefables. And if you also read Gengar's Pokedex entry in Pokemon Blue, Under a full moon, this Pokemon likes to mimic the shadows of people and laugh at their fright. So if Gengar is Clefable's shadow, Clefable come out, they're drawn by the full moon, thus casting a shadow, creating Gengar. It is an extraterrestrial takeover by aliens.
0: Wow. That got mutated by the Moonstone.
2: Well, because they needed the Moonstone. The Moonstone's only on Mount Moon, so they followed the Moonstone to whatever world Pokemon is on on Mount Moon. Because they need that stone to evolve into Clefable, thus being able to make their doppelgangers, the Gengar... And take over the world. Aliens.
1: I like it. See, I like Gengar even more now.
2: (laughs) That was just a fun theory that I thought of while doing all of this research. Because it's like, Clefairy, they have been... I mean, they've they've pretty much said it in the anime. They came from space.
0: Now... Do either of you know if Pokemon has ever officially confirmed that Gengar is Clefable's shadow? Because it definitely seems very obvious.
2: In my research, I have not seen that they themselves have okayed on it. A lot of people have asked and they just changed the subject.
1: Hmm, interesting. It's always good to have a little mystery to your game. You know, you're pretty sure, but they've, you know, the official word has not been announced.
0: Yeah. So for me, <laughs>
2: theory, like... I'm doing the History Channel meme. Aliens.
1: There we go. (laughs) Um,
0: So to kind of wrap up Gengar, um, a a possible moveset, I'll I'll admit I really liked Gengar in blue and red. He was on my team back then. Um, Haven't actually played with him very much since then. So he's the... The gameplay of him has changed significantly with new moves, new typings, things like that. So I'm not as familiar with it. So I'm going with a little more generic moveset instead of one that I actually came up with myself. So I, a lot of people do run Gengars. Like, like Boo Daddy said, um, a lot of people are, you see Gengars everywhere now.
2: Mega. Mega Meg- evolution. Mega
0: Gengar was so powerful they had to even ban it. <laughs> so I will not propose a Mega Gengar build because it's it's been banned. Non Mega, you get a Hex Taunt, o Wisp, and then depending on how reserved you want to play, either a Substitute or a Sludge Wave, um, and you make use of his Poison typing and give him the Black Sludge so that he gains that HP back. The uh, so the basically he just kind of you can either stall out your opponent with a combination of. Hex, Wisp, and Taunt, and then you substitute to prolong that stall, or the Sledge Wave if you want to go a little more aggressive. Again, I haven't played it much myself, so I don't have a lot to to say about that, other than that's a pretty common, popular build. I like the Hex on it. Um, I think there are some good uses of Hex and some Pokemon that make good use of it, and Gengar is definitely one of them. Do you have a moveset that you use on your Gengar that you can think of not
1: really I don't get that deep man
0: <laughs> and I'll, I'll be honest com- competitive play can be lots of fun and it can be very irritating and a lot of work uh...
1: well I feel like it's like this the, it, it, I watched a documentary on the champions like I think they had like a certain 10 year span on the magic champions worldwide or whatever and I just was watching these guys and I've played magic and I have a basic understanding of it but when you're watching these guys and listen to them talk about the game they're like genius level. You know what I mean? And I think it's, it's partially that. And it's also, you know, personal taste, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, to go into the competitive play. But just, I know me, I just play strictly for fun. (laughs) I'm
2: the same way. Like, especially with EV and IV training, the way you have to breed things. John has an Excel spreadsheet to help him breed the right natures and everything like that. And me, I just play it for fun, but yeah, I also kind of like the whole shiny hunting thing, now that's gotten a lot easier, and I am not smart, and I cannot do math, but I can sit there and be stubborn, and for three hours, keep doing sweet scent. And running away, and sweet set, and running away for three hours <laughs> until I get that shiny cub chew. So determination I could do, but when it comes to math and all that fancy-schmancy breeding for the right stats and ba-ba-da-ba-da, nope.
1: See, I I respect that. I, I admire the, the, all that detail, because like, I remember being a kid playing Dungeons & Dragons, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, yet another one of my nerdy things I did for fun, you know. And and I was so into those characters, holy mackerel. So I understand being that interested in it and being that focused. It's I think that's amazing when people can go to that level with it,
0: you know? See, the, the biggest thing I don't like about competitive play, um, which I'm starting to get more into it, is like there are Pokemon that I like, and there are Pokemon that I don't really like. And to be really viable in competitive play, you have to make use of Pokemon that you don't like.
1: Mm-hmm. So...
0: Yeah. I, I try to come up with viable, unique teams. So like I, I made a Dedenne that basically just trolls the opponent. Does all like. It, paralyzes flinches and then switches out if it starts to to get in bad shape it's just kind of a different you never don't see anyone running to denny because no. he's generally not considered good enough well
2: and that's the thing that's kind of gotten sad like what was it the 20 was it the 2013 or the 2014 world competition where they had pachi risu and the guy had a pachi risu on his team and he won and it just shows that maybe you can win with your favorite Pokemon. But then the next two years after that, the metagame just went over. And there were only 17 Pokemon in all of the teams. So it's like then the metagame just freaking took over. And there's no such thing as a good, viable, competitive team with your favorite Pokemon. You have to metagame.
0: Which is, is one thing that I would like to see them try to... Avoid. Well, the, the megas kind of help with this. Yeah. Um, because some of the Pokemon that would not be competitively viable mm. can be made competitively viable by a mega um and so if they give the right pokemon megas it can make it so you can actually mix up that a little more Mm -hmm. but we digress a a lot (laughs) um into competitive play when our initial discussion was on gengar So, any last thoughts or comments? Not at this time. (laughs) Well then, sounds like this concludes part two of our introduction to the Anchors episode. Thank you for listening to the Pokemon Periodical Podcast. If you could rate us and review us in iTunes or whatever podcast listening program you're using, it'll help other people find the podcast. This is going to be a three-part intro, so the next part will go over Liz and her story about Pokemon. We would like to eventually add a letters to the editor section where we would read emails from you guys. So if you want to write in and email us about how you got into Pokemon and some of your favorite Pokemon stories, what's kept you interested, love to read some of those and give you guys shout outs on our podcast. You can find our podcast at, or our website at PokemonPeriodical.com. We are on Facebook at ppp Periodical. We are also on Twitter at Pokey Periodical. And where can they find you, Liz?
2: You could find me at Eliza Guerra on Twitter and Tumblr, and then also my website, LizGera.com.
1: And how about you, Boo Daddy? You can write to me via email, the old school way for being an old fart that I am. It is erik, E-R-I-K dot boo daddy at gmail.com. Well, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed your show.